Welcome to The Extra, the show that connects you with issues, topics, and people that are important to you. And once a month, we really focus on an aspect of the Colorado Springs Pikes Peak region that is very much dedicated to making the region welcoming to visitors, to easing uh, the uh, red tape that might exist for businesses that are in the hospitality industry, for making sure that our locals also know that you can take a staycation anytime and have a wonderful time here in Southern Colorado. And joining us to talk more about this, we're going to take a deep dive today. We're so pleased to have with us Doug Price, who's president and CEO of Visit Colorado Springs. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, Shannon, and Happy New Year to you and TJ and Andrew. Thank you for all you do for us. So, Happy New Year. Oh, it feels it feels like a fresh new one, setting a lot of resolutions on this end. Uh, Tim Wolf, who's director of the Colorado Tourism Office, is also joining us on the KRDO Newsline. And Tim will be discussing Colorado Tourism's New Year's resolutions and how all of you listening can plan your vacations right here in our home state. Uh, Tim, can't wait to hear what you have to share with us. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, and uh, Happy New Year to you, Shannon. Well, let's start with this, the CTO, Colorado Tourism Office. What is it, and what do you do? Well, thank you for that question, Shannon. Yeah, the, uh, the Colorado Tourism Office is a division of the Colorado, of the Governor's Office of Economic Development and International Trade. So we're one of several divisions with that, within that office. And our mission and our vision statement is to empower the tourism industry by in, inspiring the world to explore Colorado respectfully and responsibly. Uh, and so we really work with the tourism industry, uh, such as Doug and others uh, in other regions of Colorado, uh, to empower those regions to try to get uh, the world to come to Colorado. And uh, we do this through a statewide collaboration with those destination management and marketing organizations, the local communities, and, uh, and those businesses. And what's interesting is we have DMOs, uh, the destination management organizations. Uh, Doug Price, one of the, the leaders for Colorado, uh, for the state, uh, but there's other areas of Colorado. Visit Denver, Breckenridge, and some of these others. And so we all work together to try to, again, get the world to come to Colorado. Right, because a win for one is a win for all in a way, because, you know, people who start coming to Breckenridge may decide that they want to visit, oh, Garden of the Gods and vice versa, right? It, exactly. I mean, it, we all win. Well, we kind of look at it as a, uh, a super high-end car dealership where <laughs> we want everybody to come into our show floor. And uh, we've got all these brands on the show floor. And as long as they're in a dealership, uh, then those brands are going to shine through. And Colorado Springs certainly does that. How have we seen so, our state change in terms of tourism and how uh, that has been uh, growing? I mean, the pandemic threw a wrench in things. We know that. Yeah, it, it sure has. Um, we have kind of three strategic pillars that we work on. We work on economic vitality, we work on stewardship, uh, and, and then other areas of our office. And with the, the economic vitality, the tourism industry has certainly thrown a wrench in the, the mix there. Uh, we had record high visitations for 2022, reaching nearly $27.7 in tourism spend. 
And what that means in tourism spend is that is actual dollars coming into the state being spent on hotels, restaurants, attractions, uh, and these types of things, outdoor recreation, um, these types of things. And so we saw a record in visitation, uh, but the devil is really in the details. It's really uh, by region. And so this year, the biggest growth uh, naturally was the front range and business and convention uh, business that has returned, business transient that has returned, while actually some of the western side of the state and the southern part of the state has softened a little bit. Uh, and so it, it, the recovery has been a little bit choppy depending upon the region of the state. Um, so those areas that are very busy uh, with tourism already, uh, like the mountains with outdoor uh, social distancing and recreation, that was a, a super, super important for, for people to get out. Uh, we were working really hard on the destination stewardship and responsible tourism for those parts of the states while other parts of the states were recovering. And so we're always working on that stewardship and responsible tourism, but it certainly was important for those areas that were very well loved uh, through this uh, the, the recovery in the last couple of years. And Doug, do you want to uh, chime in here? How did that tie into what Colorado Springs has seen over the last year? Well, thanks, Shannon. And, you know, one thing to build upon a comment that you made, Shannon, was, you know, if someone comes to Breckenridge, they might want to come down to, uh, you know, to Garden of the Gods and to Colorado Springs. You know, what, what Tim was talking about in terms of, of some of the group business and the business transient coming back, really it was Denver that kind of led the way in, in that part of the recovery. They were a little lagging behind some of us in 22, but in 23, Visit Denver really did come back. And that was very good for all of us because you literally you can imagine as Coloradans, um, you know, as Denver goes, as Denver International Airport goes, you know, so goes the state. I mean, it, it's just those are really, really important uh, economic drivers for us. And so for us, we, we don't have our 2023 numbers yet, but in 2022, our, our Longwood data showed that we measure business by season, by January to March and, you know, uh, sure. mm -hmm. April through June. And so there's a curve. And one of the things that we've always tried to do here is kind of flatten that curve because listeners know that once school lets out in early June, from June through mid-September, we, we peak. I mean, this is where we have the majority of our visitors. Our job really is to try and let visitors know that this is a great destination to come to year-round. And uh, so, for example, uh, in 2022, our business from January to March was 21% of our overall business. From April to June, it was 26%. Uh, from July to September, it was 29%. And from October to December, it was 24%. So for us, the fact that no particular quarter was over, was at 30% or more, says that the year-round <laughs> marketing that we're doing is, is, is working pretty well. And the other thing I would just touch on real quickly is that we learned from Longwoods that people with disabilities are coming to the Pikes Peak region uh, at, at a higher level, percentage level, 
than the U.S. norm. And that probably is due to, you know, the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee being here, the training center, the museum. But 35% of our visitors said that they had a member of their travel party with a disability. And the U.S. norm is only 20%. So that was another interesting fact that we learned. Right, right. And especially interesting considering uh, how much investment is going out in the region in terms of making trails more accessible, making, uh, you know, the uh, Pikes Peak Summit House very accessible and that experience. So uh, very interesting there. And you mentioned Denver, you know, showing a a comeback last year. I think it uh, may be attributable to Casa Bonita. What do you think? There you go. Casa Bonita alone. I don't know. Andrew just had a visit there this weekend. I had a visit there last week. So, you know, we're all Casa Bonita out here, but excited about it. Um, We need to take a break, gentlemen. When we come back, we're going to talk more about making your 2024 tourism resolutions. That when the extra continues. We're back with the extra and today our focus is on tourism it may seem like uh, given the conditions outside that tourism is not top of mind but given that it's the start of 2024 it's time to start thinking about how to be a tourist in your backyard maybe set some resolutions about that doug price our guest today president and ceo of visit colorado springs we talk to him about once a month he's also joined by tim wolf who's director of the colorado tourism office which is a division of the governor's office Office of Economic Development and International Trade. Uh, so, gentlemen, today let's talk 2024 tourism resolutions. Uh, where should we focus first? Well, thank you for uh, for for uh, looking at the resolutions. When the calendar turns, we're always looking to what do we want to do in our journey of tourism, and and 2024 is certainly no different. And we're really looking at uh, three focus areas. Uh, from from the state perspective for tourism, uh, those would be destination stewardship initiatives, international trade, and welcome centers. And when we talk about the destination stewardship initiatives, the first one, uh, it's really about supporting Colorado destinations and balancing the quality of life for residents and the quality of experience for our visitors while enhancing our environment and communities. And we do that in a number of different ways. Uh, we do strategic planning and advancement of areas uh, that uh, for travelers uh, from the supply side and looking at driving compelling experiences, uh, quality infrastructure, and and really enhance for repeat guests. Uh, But we also do it through our award-winning Do Colorado Right campaign. And that campaign really stresses uh, how to, to take care of our environment, how to make it better, how to, to leave it better for the next generations to come. And some of those campaigns include partnerships with CDOT to encourage people to take Pegasus to the mountains or uh, to be careful in the backcountry or these types of things. Uh, so uh, those are part of the destination stewardship initiatives. And the last thing in that area is also a stewardship council. And we're working with the, uh, the first general gentleman of Colorado in developing a strategic stewardship uh, platform that can be used by all regions of the state so that those areas can develop uh, in ways, again, that balance the quality of life uh, with the quality of experience for our visitors. And Tim, um, international, international travel, yeah. I, I was going to say international travel has shown some uh, very good signs right lately. 
It, it has. We have seen our Mexican traveler has been back. We're looking for that area to recover. And the, the other areas, Australia and UK, are a little bit slower to recover uh, because their pace of recovery from the pandemic was different based on how those communities handled the issue. So we're still looking at that. We're about 85% back. Mexico is certainly strong. We fly to seven destinations directly. Uh, we have direct flights to UK, to Germany, to Japan. And so we're still waiting for some bounce back, but we're starting to see signs. So it's like 85% in total with the Mexican traveler already back. And then that last uh, resolution is the welcome centers, and we see over 800,000 visitors come through our welcome centers around the outside peripheral of the state, wow. and we look forward to, to partnering with destinations on welcome centers as well. And, and when you talk about those welcome centers, I mean, what kind of services do they offer? Yeah, when a guest comes to a welcome center, they uh, are looking to get a break or they're looking for other experiences in the state of Colorado. And we've run studies and those interactions between those visitors and our volunteers, more than 300 of them around the state, and they're all strategically placed on those highways around the outside or the circumference of the state. They help uh, give ideas uh, to redirect, to say, hey, you know, this. if you're going to this area, you might uh, need to park in here. Or if you're on your way to Moab from uh, Nebraska, hey, did you ever try gravel biking, you know, in the Colorado Springs area? Because there's plenty to do there, and you could spend more time in Colorado rather than driving all the way across the state. So those counselors and those volunteers help uh, highlight those travel experiences to, to really enhance and also give them a flavor for what uh, a local's flavor for, hey, here's what you could do here. There's a lot of unexpected things that you can do in Colorado that just are really amazing experiences that those uh, uh, volunteers help bring forward. Mm. And and Doug, you, uh, I know that there are some highlights of what we can expect in the Colorado Springs market initiatives that really can entice travelers here. Tell us about those. Yeah, you know, I want to just take a second and build on the, the conversation about the welcome centers in two ways. Number one, right here at the corner of Cimarron and Cascade, we do have our own welcome center for visitors, and so we have a lot of locals that come in and do get information as well as visitors. But second, I want people to know that as they look at the construction up at the north uh, gate entrance to the uh, Air Force Academy, that you know there's a hotel going up on the south side, but on the north side, there is a new visitor center, a new welcome center, for you, if you will, being built. And that is going to be an official state welcome center for the state of Colorado, working in conjunction with the Air Force Academy. So we're really excited about that. But yes, in the answer to uh, initiatives for Colorado Springs in 2024, you know, I touched earlier about the people with disabilities coming. And we have done a, uh, uh, you know, Shannon, we've already done a program on this on Wheel the World, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, for people with disabilities to understand all the accessible hotels and attractions that we have here, we are uh, up on wheeltheworld.com. And we got up on Wheel the World in part due to a grant from the Colorado Tourism Office. And so they saw the value of what we were trying to do there. And we think that others in the state are going to, uh, going to help us and, and let people know with disabilities how accessible 
both Colorado Springs and the state is. And then we definitely have a continued focus on stewardship. The, you know, the amount of visitation that we get in a year, uh, they, they talk about, you know, trails and open spaces being loved and being loved too much. <laughs> and so we, too much, yeah, yes. you know, we really do try to showcase opportunities for people to, to go beyond just the Garden of the Gods and, you know, some of our best known trails and, and for people to enjoy North Cheyenne Canyon and, and enjoy the, the trails that, that we as locals love to take advantage of and, and we want to share those with visitors as well. And so we, uh, yeah, that, those are parts certainly of our 2024 initiatives. Yeah, living here, you really can't, you really shouldn't take it for granted. I mean, we are so fortunate to have all of these wonderful experiences right in our backyard. We need to take a break here, gentlemen. When we come back, more with Tim Wolf and Doug Price uh, talking tourism. And next, we'll talk about National Plan for Vacation Day. <laughs> That's fun. Let's all take a moment to do that. Uh, That's when the extra continues. We're back with our guest today. We're so pleased to have with us, uh, in addition to Doug Price, President and CEO of Visit Colorado Springs, uh, he's a regular monthly guest. Tim Wolf is also joining us. He's the director of the Colorado Tourism Office. So let's talk about National Plan for Vacation Day. That's coming up Tuesday, January 30th. Why is there a National Plan for Vacation Day, Tim? Well, Shannon, well, you Shannon know, that is, is super <laughs> important. Super important. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Doug. Well, I, you know, we every year, Shannon, you and I and Andrew have fun in clicking off the states that we haven't been to yet and, and setting the goal. And one thing really has not changed over, over time, and the pandemic really contributed to this, is that we as Americans – are not good at using all of our earned vacation days. Mm. We know that in 2022, 55% of paid time off was not used by Americans. Now, granted, COVID certainly had something to do with that, but you don't have to travel far. And that's what Tim and I want to talk about this morning, uh, is, is making sure that as you, as you at least plan when you want to go, you then tie into where you would like to go. And uh, that Tuesday, January 30th, we here at Visit Colorado Springs traditionally have our, our annual little luncheon for our staff where we come in and we look at pictures from the previous year of where people went on vacation and, and, and share with the staff. And then we kind of compare our calendars and at least lay out when we want to take our time off. And I, I just really want to encourage listeners to, to use your vacation time for all the healthy reasons that we know that happen when you do take time. Because this is all about, I mean, in a way, saving money. If you plan your vacations ahead of time, you're not going to pay the, uh, essentially, the uh, upcharge that you end up with when you're trying to do things last minute. Well, and you're right. And and for Tim and I, you know, here this is where we as leaders of our organization need to set the example. Uh, and I, if anybody who's listening that has their own business or, or, you know, has employees that report that they're responsible for, it starts with us 
setting the example and saying that this is where we, this is when we're going to take our time off. And when the, when you do that, that sends a signal to everybody else. And, and that just helps our efforts when people are motivated in, and encouraged to travel. For us, that makes are those of us who live here in Colorado to be so blessed. If, if, if this is what we want to do, we don't even want to leave the state, that's fine too. And Tim and we'll talk some more about that in the next segment. But yes, we really do uh, want to encourage people on, in early, here in January to plan their vacation for the year and encourage others to do so. Tim, what would you like to add to that? Yeah, I just think that's got to be a resolution for everybody. And if you need more convincing, there's just so many benefits to consider to, in taking a little bit of time for, for everybody. And those include improved physical and mental health, overall better well-being, increased motivation, you're, you're strengthening your relationships, it decreases burnout and can really boost your happiness. So everybody needs to recharge. So I just really encourage everybody to take the time. And like you said, it could save them money, but uh, there's also – a lot of things that you can do right in and around the state uh, that are very economical at different parts of the year. So many unexplored areas. You know, every time I go out, I find something new in the state of Colorado that's beautiful and unexpected. So uh, get out there and, and, and make a plan. That's so true. I mean, uh, planning ahead. I mean, because sometimes, you know, just finding a, a good weekend uh, when you're talking about the summer months in Colorado Springs is key. There are so many other events going on. And if you hit the wrong weekend, you can be in a lot of trouble. Well, yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true, Shannon. And that's why if, you're, if you take the time to plan it, uh, it, it gives you the flexibility to say, okay, maybe I picked a weekend where there's something really big going on in a destination that I thought about going. Well, I can pivot. And whether you're going to drive or you're going to – that's the thing. We, are, we have so many great places in our state that you can drive to, then, which allows you to be more flexible. Right. Indeed. It's a very accessible place uh, to get around by car, like you mentioned. Uh, um, I think my uh, New Year's resolution for 2024 is I'm going to finally go to the wine tasting region uh, around uh, Grand Junction because I've heard so much about that. So I think that's going to be I'm going to do wine tasting in Western Colorado. That's my goal because I've already done it around uh, the Abbey down in uh, Canyon City. So now I need to expand my horizons. Uh, We need to take another break here, gentlemen. When we come back, we'll talk about planning your in-state visit this year, some options, some tools you can take advantage of. That's when The Extra continues. We're back with The Extra, the show that connects you with the issues, topics, and people that are important to you. And today we're connecting you with all the things that are fun to do around Colorado, how to be a tourist in your own home state. And uh, for that, we are so lucky to have with us not just Doug Price, who's with the Visit Colorado Springs, president and CEO there, but also Tim Wolf, the director of the Colorado Tourism Office, joining us uh, talking about, uh, well, we just in our last talk, a segment we're talking about national plan for vacation day coming up tuesday january 30th uh, 
a great day to celebrate, uh, you know, taking that vacation time uh, and making sure we do it. But let's talk about this. Tim, I'm going to ask you, what are the planning tools that are available statewide? And I think nowadays people talk about mostly online. What are the best ways people can access those to explore options? Yeah, there's the the best and easiest is Colorado.com, and that really helps explore a lot of different options. Um, Colorado is absolutely breathtaking, and it has an amazing blend of cities, mountains, valleys, scenery, great food, entertainment, outdoor rec, and you can find all these on Colorado.com. There's also interesting culture in and around uh, the history of some of the towns and things, just so many different ways. And different ways to explore uh, Colorado, whether it be music or, or rodeo or just a hike. Uh, there's just hidden, hidden gems all over the place. And even if you live here, there's some things that maybe uh, you, there's lesser known destinations that you might not have had a chance to go and visit. And it's right in your backyard. Um, there's some amazing trends out there. Uh, the stargazing uh, is, is really big. We have designated uh, dark sky regions where you can see the entire Milky Way. We have music venues all over the state with different types of events, uh, which is why it's good to, to look at January the 30th to plan these things because they could be booked up pretty quick. We've got a plethora of hot springs. There's EV road trips. There's festivals. There's events. There's new openings. Just all many kind, all so many kinds of things to do in Colorado. And Colorado.com is a great place to just get started. Right. You mentioned the dark sky communities. I mean, there's six of them in Colorado. So uh, plenty of places to plan your uh, dark sky viewing. And I think Great Sand Dunes National Park is one of my favorites. Although you do have to pack the bug spray for that if you're going in the summer. Those bugs just love me. (laughs) But let's talk about as we're talking about these, I mean, festivals and events and new openings. I mean, so many things that you can really tie in to make your uh, travel planning, uh, have a highlight, have a, have a, have a destination, have a point. Uh, Doug, why don't you tie in some of the celebrations going on ahead of the, and into the Paris games? Well, thanks, Shannon. You know, we talk all the time that the number one reason that people come to visit is from a, a leisure standpoint is to visit friends and family. And so often it's because they've been invited by friends and family to come to our great state come to our region because of all the things that that are unique and fun to do here. And what I want to do is ask listeners as they're they're looking at uh, plans for vacations and whether they're going somewhere or inviting people here, Saturday, July 27th is the opening ceremonies for the summer games in Paris. And, you know, we're Olympic City USA, and we are going to certainly be uh, advertising and inviting people to, uh, if, if you're not going to Paris, the great place to celebrate and watch Olympics as, is, is Olympic City USA. And over at our Olympic and Paralympic Museum, we're going to have so many uh, great opportunities for people to view and watch things on the big screen. I'm sure between now and then that Shannon, you and I and, and Megan Latham from Sports Corp will be talking about these events. But Saturday, July 27th is the kickoff of the Summer Games in Paris, and we, uh, we, we know we will kind of be the epicenter here 
for the state of Colorado. Yeah, there's something about seeing, viewing these sports and viewing these events in a in a group setting, in a communal setting that really, uh, you know, uh, cements them in your memory. You, you know, you will always remember where you were when you saw the opening ceremonies well, if you're watching it in a nice group there at the USOPM. So uh, I would really salute these efforts to make it a memorable games, even if you can't make it to Paris, <laughs> right? Well, you're, you're right. And, and one of the things that we hear all the time about people who do go over and, and, and experience the Olympic and Paralympic Museum or the Olympic and Paralympic Training Center is the chance to interact with athletes who are either in training with the goal of making the games or have been in the games and, you know, and can share what it was like to, to walk into those ceremonies and, or, or, or in some cases even you know, get on the podium to, to, to win a medal. And so, yes, that's, that's one of the things that makes this such a special place and the memories that people can build here are unlike any other, any other place. Okay, well, this has been a fun hour of conversation. Always great to talk with you, Doug. Uh, in our last a minute or so here, we have a couple of more minutes. I'd like to invite each of you, and we'll start with Tim, to just share uh, to our listeners what you hope the listeners have gained from this hour of conversation. If you had to sum it all up, what would you like them to know, Tim? Yeah, I'd like to let them know that we're working on everything to support Colorado in terms of balancing quality of life with residents and those quality of experiences and encourage everybody to get out there and partake, but support that tourism industry, which is such a backbone of so many communities, uh, whether that be through the Do Colorado Right campaign to make sure that we're taking care of our environment, uh, to just simply taking a break for yourself and recharging and using that plan your vacation day, Tuesday, January 30th, to, to plan something special to maybe connect with your family and friends somewhere in the beautiful state of Colorado. Okay. And, and Doug, uh, what would you like the listeners to have as a takeaway, a main takeaway from this conversation? Well, you know, number one, that you are in control of your own uh, uh, vacation planning, and, and you can do that for yourself, whether you choose to leave the state or stay and do a, do a staycation where, you're, where you live. But, you know, Shannon, uh, about two weeks ago, there was an article in the Gazette about the 10-year anniversary of City for Champions. And the projects that have come from that are projects that both have benefited our community as well as our visitors. So we talk about the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Museum and Widener Field and Robeson Arena and the Hibble Center at UCCS and the soon-to-be opening uh, Welcome Center and Hotel up at, the, up at USAFA. And there are so many things for people that, to take advantage of here, and I just hope that not only will you get out and explore, but you'll invite people to come and do it as well because civic pride is a, is a big part of why we love to live here and why we need to take care of you know, our trails, our open spaces, as well as support 
our, our local attractions. All right. Well, Doug Price, always a pleasure to talk with you on a monthly basis. Doug is the president and CEO of Visit Colorado Springs. And Tim Wolf, director of the Colorado Tourism Office. Really good to talk to you and get the state perspective on, you know, making Colorado as attractive uh, to its locals as it is to the visitors from nationwide and abroad. Thank you both. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you, Shannon. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you, too. And to our listeners, I hope this has given you some inspiration for uh, setting some 2024 resolutions that have uh, tourism in their subject line. That's been the extra you've been listening to here on KRDO News Radio. I'm your host, Shannon Bertius. Thanks so much for being part of the conversation. Tom Martino is up after the top of the hour. Have a good day.